everybody. Welcome to Read This, Read That. I am Jackie Reed. I'm Joanne Reed, darling. <laughs> You're so funny. Were we supposed to put makeup? We talked about this. I know. I was supposed to put makeup on. But listen, let me tell you, the day I've had, Jackie, I haven't had time. Oh, where's the lighting? The lighting's so bad. I haven't had time to do like to, to do anything about makeup because it's just been too aggravating. Too many problems. Uh, let me tell you. I found my lighting keeps I going found, in and out. Ooh, where's the right place? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's good. That's good lighting. See, see, I've got the window in front of me. See, I have a window in front of me too, but then I have a window behind me, so I'm trying not to be backlit. Oh yeah. You're good though, but I have a lamp over here. And I have one of these beauty mirrors too, but I didn't, I didn't put that, I didn't feel like dealing with that today. Look, I should have put on makeup, but child, the day I've had, I ain't had time to put makeup on. This is a mess. This has been just a mess. I got my Vegas shirt on. That's all. If you you see see this bed here, girl, if you can see all the things like here. (laughs) (laughs) My dog comes in here, don't say nothing. Cause you know. Oh, I got here and one is somewhere else. I don't know where, but girl, this let is me the shut-in lifestyle. This is the this is the shut-in life. We are living that shut-in life. Are you drinking wine? Did you get wine today? I have a cocktail. I have Jack Daniel's apple mixed with ginger beer, fever tree. Mm-hmm. Oh, you got a you got a quartini quarantini going on, huh? <laughs> yes, we went to the liquor store. We did a whole liquor run yesterday, and we bought like a whole bunch of liquor. So we got a whole month where if you need anything. Drink, you can't come over and get it because we we're staying apart. Social distancing, everybody. It's all for me. <laughs> well, I, love, I love that we're all know, in different rooms of the house. We, we're all we you know we live in the I live in the DMV now officially. Um I officially y'all aren't on lockdown there though, right? Huh? Y'all aren't on lockdown in DC. Not yet. Not yet. There's a potential that we may be starting on Monday, uh, sheltering in, in place. So we went and did all our shopping. Stocked up with food, stocked up with, you know, cocktail ingredients and such. So we good. <laughs> and such. Yeah, girl, we're trying to get ready because, you know, New York today um, yeah. got put on shut in, lockdown, mandatory, stay at home, don't go to work unless, unless you're essential. But I love that liquor stores are considered essential yeah. and can stay open. You can go to the liquor store. Did you see that GameStop tried to call themselves essential retail and not close? That listen, people about to get bored. <laughs> if they aren't already, that could be considered essential. They they they, listen, they will, they will defy it? even the police if the police try to shut them down. They said they are essential. How was the liquor store essential and GameStop not? I mean, I guess that's a fair point. <laughs> How is GameStop less essential than the liquor store? Right, if I had true. children that were teenagers, I would want them to have as much activity as possible. And really for adults who play games and, and whatnot, that's at GameStop. Right. I'm not a gamer, so I, I, I'm not into that stuff. So I don't know, but I think it would be essential. Just like you need to have a deck of cards. <laughs> so you play a cards. game. <laughs> you in a relationship, you need all, all of the above. Everything. Time's getting ready to get challenging. It's about to get real. And so that we're, you know, we of course we are doing uh shutdown life, read this, read that. So I gotta start by asking you, Jackie, tell us, tell me about your shutdown life. What are you doing? How are you keeping sane while you are locked down? Well, I made the decision because you know, I started a little bit earlier than most people because of my um respiratory issues, and I just 
just was like, I can't. This so when I, at first, you know, I was like, you know, this is going to be my time to get everything done that I've been meaning to get done. Let me rearrange my closet. Let me, you know, uh, work on my pot, my, you know, I have my vegan sexy cool stuff. Let me work on my graphics. Let me work on this. Let me do my media kit. For, I'm working on all these things. And I found that that coupled with the stress of, girl, take them glasses off. That coupled with the stress of just everyday coronavirus, you know, news and just watching how bad it is, because I definitely was watching the news, that that was stressing me out and my anxiety was really high. And so right. I made a decision last week, towards the end of last week, to just go into wellness mode, to get up every day and meditate, to get up really early, meditate, kind of take a, you know, workout. I walk my dogs, of course, every day, but then I also go on a walk by myself every day. Right. And I only let myself watch so much of the news, you know, and then I make myself, I only let myself work on other things that are considered work, you know, all my side hustle projects. I only work on them a little bit. Yep. If I'm cleaning on a project like that, I only do a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then I let myself just relax and be as if I am on vacation. Right. That is the most I had to go in. I could because I was stressing myself out and I have anxiety. So it was just, it was just too, it was too much. Yeah. It was too much. And so that when I was feeling so anxious towards the end of last week, this week, because I made that decision last week, has been wonderful. Oh. Just that's great. We have the we having the opposite of impact. Last week. <laughs> well, that's because you're uh, you're in the thick of things because of the nature of the job and the responsibility that you hold. You know, you have to stay aware of everything that's going on, and you're also moving around a lot. If you're not in New York, you're in D.C. You oh, no. have this whole not anymore. You have to, mm -mm. You're out of New York. Yes. So basically, the, the way that it's worked is. Since the time that you and I talked about, yeah, you shut down. And I think that's very smart. You were very wise to do it. Uh, what's happened in the interim is myself and most of, uh, of the kids who, you know, got in uh, a car. Uh, NBC put us in a car after the show last week, Sunday. We drove down here to the DMV where, you know, um, in, the, in the D.C. area where, you know, we basically now live, you know, we, but I haven't been living here because I've been back and forth to New York. Um, so we drove down. One son is still up there. You know, Mr. Miles is still up there in video game, the video game planetarium where he's decided to stay in his friends. GameStop, they need, yeah, that's the customers for GameStop. So they're up there. We're all down here. One son, um, Jamar, um, who was a, the usher, laid off because of course Broadway, Broadway. shut down. Mm -hmm. um, and so the job hunt of the other child is DOA. That's not happening right now. So we have lots of help down here to move things around and get the house together and whatever we need done. We got lots of able, you know, able bodies. Um, but then there's been this whole odyssey of trying to get to broadcast from home. So as everybody knows, you know, I do my weekend show, um, but I've also done some fill-ins during the week. And so, and we've been working on this whole, how do we get me set up to broadcast from home? So that's been a whole other thing, the bureaucracy of it, the trying to deal with contractors, trying to get, coordinate all these different people that have to be involved in getting the broadcast from home. So thing you can have a camera at home and do your show from home, like Savannah Guthrie. 
Exactly. And, and most Craig Melvin is doing it. Everyone is moving to the go home. Rachel Maddow is doing it. So they have to get each of us now all set up. And it's quite a process. It's been wow. quite a process. I'm trying to get that done. So I'll be broadcasting from home this weekend in one location. And then there's sort of a semi-permanent location we're trying to set up in the basement. Child, it's just been mind-blowingly. Well, wait a minute. Once they, set it, once they set it up for you to broadcast from home, are you on your own or is there someone that comes in that, you know what I mean, is running the camera and things right. like that or just doing it on your own? So basically once it, to, tomorrow, there'll be two crew people who come and set it up. Then once it's set up, my understanding is it's either one person or nobody. I'm going to have a PA that's going to come and help. Um, um, let's see. I tried to offer one of my children to, you know, go and, get on the payroll and become a uh, join as a PA, but you know, that's complicated. Um, so basically, yeah, they, because we're here, that's you know? Right. Yeah. And so my idea is as few people as possible, few, uh, you know, the, the one time we did a stay at home, we had an all in one truck that was brilliant. And it was like, you sit in the back and the whole studio is in the back. You're in the back, the operators in the front. So you're not together. You're not touching. You're not, near each other that was perfect but that doesn't have teleprompter so now we have to do a whole nother set it's complicated so this has been my odyssey of trying to get the technology to work which it doesn't um it's trying to this big company that is a communications company but you know we've never experienced this this is almost like being in a war so you have to figure right. out how do you get all of these different anchors and um reporters to be able to broadcast remotely all at the same time and it is complicated and so that's why i'm breaking it's just amazing to me that, but it's just amazing to me that a lot of companies and not, you know, not, not just NBC, but a lot of companies in general, not just media companies did not, once this thing started getting serious, right? Once it started getting serious, which was what, three weeks ago, it is amazing to me that people were not like, okay, we need a contingency plan. Right. We need to kind of figure out the first yeah. scenario what we're going to do and let's start to put that in place. Yeah. Um, and it, listen, you know, not to, not to trash the media by any stretch of the imagination. Most companies are struggling with, you know, you know, Oh, wow. What do you do? We didn't think it was going to get. This kind of you think about bars, restaurants, airlines, cruise ship industry, hotel industry, um, your rotor rooter company that normally would be getting clients and going to your house and checking on your plumbing. Nobody knows what to do. So everybody's frantically trying to figure out, how many employees do I keep on payroll? Do I let them off payroll and put them all on unemployment? How long is unemployment going to be? How do I make sure people get paid? It's become this hugely complicated thing that the entire country has to deal with all at once. And then on top of it is the, the aspect of it that's personal. So we had um, somebody um, that we work with at work, um, Larry Edgeworth, who is somebody I know personally that I've been on the road with. We were on the road together for the Trayvon Martin situation. We were on the road together for Baltimore. We did my um, the Iowa caucuses, the New Hampshire primaries in 2012. This is like our guy. Like This is a guy we all know. He's one of the few um, black techs that go out on the road, Path, has passed away from coronavirus, from COVID-19. We knew someone in 30 Rock what had been diagnosed positive, but because of HIPAA rules, we couldn't know who it was. We try to get more information. You know, what department was this person in? Where did they work? Because it affects really everybody. If somebody was even just diagnosed and they were going to recover, it's a highly contagious disease. So we've been 
all trying to like, you know, kind of on pins and needles as to who this person might be. And then to find out that it's somebody that is absolutely this beloved guy that everyone has worked with in one way or another. Katie Turr did a really emotional piece on him today. Andrea Mitchell did something on him. I'm going to talk about him this weekend. We all know this guy. So now it's hit very much close to home. So between that and colleagues who have elderly relatives, I have one, my uh, very best friend's uh, grandma is now in the hospital. She can't even go see her. They put her in the hospital, not from COVID-19, but for heart issues. But because of her age, she's 90, no one can go see her. So now this elderly woman has to go and have her heart dealt with with nobody there. I have another friend whose mom lost her husband not long ago, and now she can't even go and be with her physically because her mom, who's still in bereavement, she can't go see her because she's elderly. I can't see my grand, my godmother. We can't see Jason's grandmother. I can't see my aunt. We have to stay away from our elders for their own safety. And um, we've had a couple friends, you and I both know Mark Lamont Hill is having that issue with, you know, uh, you're losing people and you can't even see them at the end of their lives. It's, it's horrifying. This thing is going to get worse and worse and worse. It really is. I mean, we're, it, 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 we have so, I, I think, you know, eventually, you know, this will end, but it, we're, I don't see the light at the end of that tunnel in any way, shape or form, you know, Mark Lamont Hill, you mentioned, and not just him, but there are other people. There was a woman who's, I think her grandfather was ill and there's the video of them visiting each other through glass. Um, yeah. You know, I, I too have coworkers, you know, who are, have elderly relatives that they're very current concerned about. I have a friend who um, thinks that they may be positive and got a test and are waiting for the results. And they told them it was gonna take five days to get the test. And this person is separated from children, you know, uh, yep. other family members and basically, you know, quarantined in a home and can't connect with, with family and young children and things yep. like that. So it's just, and you know, and you talk about businesses, I was just watching CNN a little bit earlier and their, you know, lead business expert was saying, we are weeks away from a possible depression um, in this country, because financially, you know, it's not just bailing out airlines and bailing out this and that with, you know, that, that the government should be worried about. It's day-to-day -day people okay. that can't pay, that won't be able to pay, not mortgages, rent, um, heat, you know, paying those bills means that they're not going to be able to buy groceries and eat. And so, you know, I think about all the young people out there that are kind of like, ah, uh, you know, it's this, this doesn't affect me. This is why it does affect you. Yes, you know, even does. if you don't get sick or a family member gets sick, this, you know, coronavirus, COVID-19 is about to, is crippling our yep. country economically. Yep. And that's going to be the lasting impact of it. You know, not to mention the millions who are on track to die from this millions die from this in this very country. Um, but economically, you know, it may end, you know, as far as people getting sick and dying from it, the numbers will, you know, eventually decline and go down for, as far as the number of people that are, you know, infected. But economically, this is going to last and last. I mean, we're talking about kids taken out of school and not going back to school until next year, maybe not, not next fall. They're talking about the end, you know, until like the end of their trying talking about keeping kids out of school until 2020 in some areas, right. not all. Yeah. Because they have I mean, no idea. the reality too is, if you think about it, if you were going to graduate this May, no, you're not. If you were going to have your finals coming up so you could get your final grades to get your transcript and get your 
high school diploma or your college degree. No, you're not. If you and then um, your year, your senior year to yeah. go after that scholarship because you're an athlete or something like that for college, not gonna happen. That's not gonna happen. You know, so for young people, NBA is canceled for this season. NCAA, exactly. everything gets everything. This every life as we know it has changed. It forever. stopped. It stopped. I mean, you look at the pictures of empty New York City and empty Chicago and empty Los Angeles. The whole country is empty. The streets are empty, which means every bar, every restaurant, every waitress, every person that works behind a bar, every usher, every clerk, every janitor, everyone is going to be affected because people can't go to work. And that's a residual effect. That means if you can't pay your rent, the person who owns the building can't pay their mortgage. If they can't pay their mortgage, then everyone in the building could be affected of not having a place to stay. What about the homeless, people in, incarcerated? There could be outbreaks. And what do we do about that? There are not enough masks. There are not enough swabs. There's not enough respirators. This is going to be catastrophic, and there's no leadership. So because the Trump administration bollocks the whole thing from the start. He continues and continues to lie every day. Lies. And all he does is lie and say, give me credit and say, it's not my fault. He's not exerting any presidential leadership at all. So now it, whether you live or die depends on what state you live in and whether your state gives you Medicaid, has Medicaid access or not, whether your state cares about poor people or wants to make them work to get Medicaid, whether your um, state expanded Obamacare, whether your state has a Cuomo, who's a great governor, or a Ron DeSantis in Florida, who's a terrible Who's an idiot. Or that's why Trump needs to make a call federally. You know what I mean? That people need to stay home. Wait, put himself in charge? He doesn't know what he's doing. He doesn't know what to do. I tell you, I, I put something on Twitter today. I said, every time Trump gives one of these briefings and tells a lie, we should take a drink. People are like, we'll be just drunk. We'll be drunk. The whole time. I thought he and Dr. Fauci were going to go to blows today. Me too. And here's what, here's what a smart president would do. Get off TV. Stop trying to have um, comp press conferences because you just want to be on television and you want to make the stock market go up. Because these are his my friend, you, these are his rallies. Right, they're his rallies. You're making the stock market go down, Donald. So what he should do, Donald, Donald, <laughs> let Fauci talk. You go home and you and Melania go and negotiate your new prenup together and let Fauci do all the talking. No yes. one else talks. Just him. He's the only one who makes any sense out of all y'all. The scarf lady set her down. She's not I'm helping. I'm glad got rid of the, um, with the Surgeon General, please. Don't let that fool. I don't know whose black mother's child that is. Um, I don't know what black lady raised that child. Take him back home. We don't want to hear from him. Or Ben Carson. Mm -mm, he's a oh. neurosurgeon. Not helpful. Don't not let anybody more. talk about you. The little short guy, let him talk. Everybody yeah. else, shut up. <laughs> Ever. Did you see Melania's address to the country? I refuse to watch it. It's not going to help me feel better. Look, I have anxiety too. We're both, I'm dealing with anxiety and trying to help other people not have anxiety. The way for me to not have anxiety is not to listen to Melania speak. Oh, wait. Not Listen, the only thing that's getting so many of us through it is the comedy. I mean, that whole remix that they did with Cardi B talking about the coronavirus. The so hilarious. hilarious. So hilarious. And also, it, I mean, Corona took my Idris. It done got Idris is sick. But let you me know, tell you about Or Trump got it. Girl, when Idris did his video with his wife, his beautiful wife in the background, I was like, if she was oh, the wife, you know, besides me. See, stop. Jason, Jason, Jason. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, but look at the first video that Idris did with his wife there in the video. She had to touch her face like a bit, her mouth like a million times. I was just like, girl, stop. 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 Your face. She was like, <laughs> come on, Idris. <laughs> I was like, please stop. Stop. Please. Well, wait. Girl, I, I almost called CNN today because this morning I watched way too much coronavirus news for somebody that's not reporting news on a regular basis. Right. But this morning I was watching CNN. Yeah, because it was Dr. Gupta, who I love. I love Sanjay Gupta, right? Because he doesn't play politics and he tries to, you know, just give you the facts. Mm -hmm. And they asked him, they were taking like viewer questions and they asked him, somebody asked, so if I'm ordering food, like so many of us around the country are these days, if I'm ordering out and having it delivered, is that food safe? If someone preparing the food coughs on it or sneezes on it, they, that, that was the, the question. So Dr. Sanjay Gupta answered the question and basically was like, listen, my family and I, we order out all the time, but when we get it, we have them leave it outside the door and then we take it out of the packaging. We leave that, you know, separate. And then we take the containers inside and then we wipe them down. And, <laughs> and I love, I, I, Allison Camerati came back and said, so wait a minute. She said, just to be clear, are you saying that the food, if someone coughs or sneezes on the food, that that's safe to eat? And he says, yes, it should be. Listen. No, Sanjay. Dr. Sanjay Gupta. I love you, but no, boo. No, I, no. How can you say that? Girl, listen, if, let me tell you what that Dr. Jackie says. When you, if you order food, order it hot. And once you get it, wipe down everything with gloves on. And after you wipe it down and take the gloves off, wash your hands for 30 seconds, not 20, 30. Sing happy birthday, um, whatever you gotta sing, three, four times, wash your hands. Then take the food, put it in the microwave or the oven and heat it again. Heat it up! Heat it again! Heat it. What are we doing? Kill the germs! Come on. Use the nuclear energy that God give you and heat it up. You can't pray that away. You can't pray the coronavirus away. You God helps those that help themselves. Heat that food up and wash your hands. Girl, don't. What are you talking about, Sanjay? Where's my Bible? I couldn't believe it. I got Bible. What is wrong with him? I was upset. Upset. This is not complicated. It's germs, people. I was gonna say you can, you can. It's, it's. He's like, yeah, it should be. I was like, what? Sanjay, no. Sanjay, no. I want no. somebody to ask Doctor Fauci that question. Mm. That was all kinds of wrong. That's no. wrong. Don't listen to that. Don't order anything. He probably wash his legs either, because you know people be thinking you won't wash your legs. You think you're clean because the soap ran down them. <laughs> that ain't true either. Girl, people not washing their feet. That came out early. Why are you in the shower? Wash it all. Lift it up and scrub it. Why are you not washing your feet? You're already in the shower. You might as well wash every part. Listen, and if you're physically challenged, get a stool in there. Or sit, sit on the edge of the tub. When you're on the toilet, put a little bowl off the toilet with some suds and a little wash. Wash, wash your feet. Use a wash rag. So a bar of soap is not enough. Yeah. That's what the wash bags were made for, the small ones. That's why they're there. 
Well, this this is the same thing people could be using for toilet paper if we ran out. If we ran I, out, it, listen, worse comes to worse, you don't have that toilet paper, you just take and then you put that thing right in the hot, but wash it on hot. Girl. Wash it on hot. Get the germs don't out. Auntie's out I had an auntie tell me a long time, if you can't find your toothbrush, put some toothpaste on a washcloth and... Ma'am. Get in and there. And if you run out of toothpaste, you will get that baking soda. You put a and little bit salt. of that baking soda and some salt. Girl. Get that right on the edge of that little claw. Scrubbing, scrubbing, scrubbing. Read that survival kit with these things. Yes. This and is the thing. These, see, this is why you needed to have good aunties or good old West Indian mothers. Yes. They come from the from that era where they were like, well, listen, how we used to do it. The old, the old black people will tell you what to do. Yeah. If you listen. Or those who are descendants of slaves, those things were passed down and they knew these things as well. They had no choice. All these, that's why black folks can survive these things because we had, we come from an era of descendants of slavery where we had to make do. That's why oxtail tastes so good. We didn't have a choice. It's not like we were like, give me the tail mine. No, we didn't want the tail. It's what we got. And what do we do with it? We made it delicious. Don't get me started about where the coronavirus came from. Okay, can we just talk about Donald Trump and the racism from Corona right now? Girl, trying to blame it on China, the China virus. And, and calling it Wuhan virus and all this stuff. These people are, they, Trump goes right to where he always goes. Let's find some racist way to marginalize some people who are not white and put it on them. And now you're having all these incidents of people attacking Asian people. Because remember, Americans are not like the most map savvy. So they see anyone who's even <laughs> any kind of Asian. You could be South Korean, you could be Vietnamese, Hawaiian. You, could be Korean, you could be Hawaiian, you could be Filipino. They think everybody's Chinese. And so they're attacking everyone. And, and literally now you say anyone who's AAPI, Asian Pacific Islander, is now under threat of violence because of what this man is doing. They showed his note. They zoomed in on his note. One of the reporters. Yeah. And he used a black magic marker to cross out coronavirus and put in China virus. Because listen, this is his strategy to get reelected. Because listen, at the end of the day, we're talking about, you know, uh, economic ruin for this country. That's devastating. Right results what's going on with this coronavirus he does not want that blame to lie on him and, and if him. he rounds if he rallies his people blame china blame china right. blame china. it's china's fault it's not his fault blame the he, he closed the borders to china yeah you know that's what he did right away he you closed know what? here's so he the fun thing we don't have a border with china <laughs> <laughs> Donald, that's your president. Invest in a map, man. That's your president. That's your president. They've also announced they're doing an additional kicking out of undocumented immigrants in response oh, wow. to this crisis, which has nothing to do. One thing does not have anything to do with the other. In fact, it's it's more likely that their detention of migrants is exacerbating this. We don't know how many people they have. We don't know whether they're giving any of them even a flu shot let alone screening them for coronavirus. So for all we know, this is festering in the places they have people in, in cages. I read a story, I think it was in NPR, where they interviewed some of these migrants who said, it'll be a massacre in here if one person gets this because we're all going to die. And that is true. And not only will people die in those cages, every guard that works there will then be susceptible to take that home to their families and their children take it to school. We could see this thing emerge as erupt as a fresh round of pandemic in the United States because of their detention policies. 
they would actually do better letting everyone out of detention so that people could separate and not be on top of each other. So what Wait. they're doing is actually making it worse. I'm sorry. But whenever my good friend John Murray texts me, I always lean in because, you know, he's he's not just he doesn't just cover entertainment, but he's a journalist. Right. Girl, he just sent me a story from Broadcasting Cable mm -hmm. that says Dr. Oz suspends production after staffer tests positive for coronavirus. Do you know where our Dr. Oz? Dr. Oz, you mean in, in 30 Rockefeller Plaza on the sixth six floor? Him, yeah. What? Yep. Okay, so now that's two different floors where someone has worked in 30 Rock that has tested positive. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I'm sorry. <sighs> And you know what else is on the same floor? What? The studio we use as our backup studio. And the smartest people are people who are deciding to figure out if you're essential, right? If you're giving news, which is what I consider essential. I do not consider my show, what I do, essential. Even though my coworkers uh, um, up until Monday were still going to work, now we are working from home and meeting every day via telephone and trying to figure out how via Zoom and things like that to continue our show. Yeah. Um, and, and we're figuring it out. And I think that people need to start thinking outside of the box. Yeah. But I do want to say this for people that are having to go to work or feeling like if you're not an essential employee and you are maybe a salaried employee. It's not a situation where if you don't go to work, you won't get paid. I think you people need to advocate for themselves. Even if you do go to a place where, it, wherever you are working, if they're asking you to come to work, I think that you have the right to ask for certain things to be in place in order for you to feel safe in that environment. Whatever that means. Um, I think you need to have a conversation with HR, your manager, your boss, and talk to them about what makes you feel comfortable. Because a lot of people, you know, we were talking, I was talking to a friend of mine who was saying that her boss was saying, well, come in. You don't have to come in, but if you feel comfortable, come in. Well, if you feel comfortable is, you know, is sprinkled with, well, do I want to, you know, be, a, be seen as a troublemaker? Right. I want my job to be put in jeopardy. You know, all those things are, so it's not just like if you feel comfortable, who wants to put their lives on the line? A lot of people don't, but if you feel like, well, if I don't come in, how is my manager who's coming in going to view me? And I think that's unfair. And a lot of people need to realize that you, at, at times like these, you know, when you could die or a loved one could die, or you could be someone who passes this disease on from you, from one person to another, you really need to think about <clears throat> your role in all of this and advocate for yourself at work. I can't say that strongly enough. People really need to step up and stand up and say, you know what? I want to work. I love my job, but here's what it's going to take. You know, I want to feel safe. There's nothing wrong with saying, I want to feel safe. Right. No, I, I, I mean, no, and I agree with you. And then the thing is, is that that is fine for those of us who are lucky enough that we have, um, you know, our jobs are, what am I doing here? That our jobs are flexible enough to let us even speak up. But there are a lot of people, let's 
say you work in a bar or restaurant that's not closing or you work at GameStop and you don't feel like you have the ability to advocate for yourself, then what do you do? Well, I would say try to rally the troops. Try to talk to other people that work there and try to create a united front. Try to do, try to, or, or just have a conversation with your boss. It doesn't have to be confrontational. It could be, it could say, you know what, look, I want to come. I love working here, but is it possible for us to have, um, you know, Clorox wipes in, you know, here and listen, I'll do it myself and wipe down everything. Is it possible for us? Think about things that would make your job more sanitary and safer for you to be there. Can we get masks? You know, the ones that work, can we, you know, keep a certain distance? Can we stagger our hours? Right. Yeah. You know, be be part of the solution but but don't just come in and clock in and just say this is it and i know this doesn't apply to everybody there are some people where it is what it is but at least try at right. least try to advocate for yourself and talk to your coworkers and see if there are others who feel the same way it's worth right. trying it may well, not work but and also if you're in a if you're in a position like today we had an hr person on our call and I was the one who just was all out about, I was just like, I don't care how, how mad they get at me. Cause I'm on, I'm, you know, I, I, I'm the only one on my team that I feel comfortable right. saying whatever I want. So I went off on the call today. I was like, we need to feel safe and secure in that, in our, in our workplace. I went oh, off about God. the tours. I went off about the tours, the, the top of the rock, the building not being closed. To me, we, Everyone needs to take this as if there's a literal invasion has taken place, as if it's an actual wartime invasion. And every company needs to be thinking about what can you do to keep people alive at this point? If laying yes. everybody off and telling them all to go home is what you got to do, do it. And then advocate like hell for this silly Senate to not go and just give bailouts to rich people, but they should be giving direct money to real people, direct money into the hands of workers. I don't want to hear about giving tax I mean, giving loans to small sure. businesses. You and I both know people like Melba. What she does not need is more debt. Right. See, a lot of the people who have restaurants and bars, they already have a lot of debt. They don't need a loan. They need money. Right. And right. the people that work for them need money. If the federal government wants to help, they need to cut a check to every single working person, whether you are a janitor or whether you are middle management and can't afford to pay your kids student loan bills. Yeah. You need to cut, they cut checks. Y'all had no problems cutting checks to the banks. Y'all had no problem cutting checks to the very big corporations. You gave them a $1 trillion tax cut. Y'all cut checks. Cut checks to the American people now. That's what they need to do. Don't do anything else. Y'all can't help. You're not helping. Small businesses, individuals, and yeah. you need to stop any kind of bill that anybody needs to pay needs to be suspended. Utilities. Don't cut people's utilities. Make Whatever. it so landlords don't have to let people let people off. Grants to landlords, if you can qualify, as long as you're not a slumlord, you should be yeah. able to get a grant so that you can pay your mortgage. But it should be grants. This idea of making it loans is cruel. Because what you're saying is, go take out a loan and then have all that interest laying on you and debt, rather than just being able to save yourself. This is a wartime situation. And when you see... Republican senators opposing the idea of extended paid leave and really pushing back and fighting against it. It's cruel because they did not, again, have any problem giving the banks. We just saw the Federal Reserve drop 1.5 trillion with a T. 
1.5 trillion with a T dollars just got dropped on the banking system. Just like that in one day, boom. They didn't even think about it. They didn't debate it. They just did it. And now they're hemming and hawing about giving people $1,200. What the hell are you supposed to do with that? Right. $1,200 is like less than one month's rent for most people who live in New York. What are you going to do with that? But I'll take it. <laughs> Everyone should take every dime, but at the same time, it's not I know. It's not they enough. should be talking about $1,200 a month. They should say $1,200 a month, $2,000 a month. The go- yeah. Trust me when I tell you they have the money. They have oh, it. They, have the money. they definitely have the money. They and, have they need out, and they need to figure it out fast. Yeah. Like, they have, if they wanted to. Over the weekend, it needs to be figured out really figured fast. Out. If they wanted to invade Iran, trust me, they'd find the trillion dollars. If they wanted oh, yeah. to invade a country, start another freaking Iraq war, if they wanted to start a war, they'd find the money. Find the money the same way you'd find it if you wanted to go invade Iraq. Invade Iran. Absolutely. Y'all love invading places. Find the money the same way you found it then. Then we don't want to hear about that. Ask all those rich senators who kind of moved their money around once they found out that the coronavirus. Day trading. Yes. Day trading on the crisis. Day trading on the crisis, Richard Burr. And Ms. Yeah. Loeffler from Georgia, who's the president of the, of, the, of, the, of the stock exchange. Girl, this coronavirus situation has so many layers, so many stories. You could do a whole, you know, newscast just, just on, on that. Oh, we're just- doing a lot on the thievery, the, the, the coronavirus thievery, people using it to get rich off of death. This is gross. And then all of a sudden, Fox News is like, what? We never said it wasn't a problem. Yes, you did. Let let me say this. I will no longer, and I just said it, but I will no longer from this day forward refer to Fox News as Fox News. They will forever be Fox TV. They are not news. they, They are not news. They really are not. And I cannot refer to them as news anymore. So Fox TV you know, what they have done along with President Trump is criminal. It's criminal negligence. It really is criminal. It is criminal. And it's their own. And the thing that's ironic about Fox and Trump is that it's their people who are actually more susceptible to this than anyone else. Their people are older. You're talking about older folks. You're talking about senior citizens. You're talking about people who've been believing for over two months that it's fake. So they haven't been taking precautions. But you, you were loving that, get that cocktail. You get the last drop. You're talking about people who are more susceptible because their president, who they worship like a god. I mean, they worship him like Baal in the Bible, in the Old Testament, how they used to fall down and worship Baal. And that's not me saying that. Michael Steele, who used to be the head of the Republican National Committee, told me that, and I quoted him in my book saying it, that they worship him like, like a graven image. And the people who worship Trump, and so when he says it's fake, they say it's fake. When what? he said it's not serious, they say it's such an idiot. What kind of power does he? Huh? The power is called race, and it's the thing that we don't that people don't like talking about. People get uncomfortable. The reality is, what Donald Trump promised when he came in is that he would make whiteness great again. He would make white people superior over everyone else. That you can basically act like white South Africans in the 1980s. Tell people why are you coming in this building? I get to basically act like I'm the police. I can police every single other race. We can throw out all the brown people, drive them out of the country, drive black and brown people down to a lower station of citizenship. That's all that he's promising is to give whiteness power. And that's that's what they like. He's deporting brown people. He's mean to people who aren't white. He's mean to people who aren't Christian. He's banning Muslims. 
That's why they like them. And they love, they don't just like them, they love them. And it is almost a religious worship at this point. So when he told them that coronavirus was a, was a, um, a fake, it was not real, it was just a hoax, they believed it. And so you have a lot of older white people walking around thinking it isn't real and congregating and doing all the opposite of what they should be doing for months. And now that it's serious, they're trying to turn on a dime on, on his favorite TV channel and say, no, 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 it's serious, take it seriously. Some of them don't believe them. And so now they have to figure out how to retrofit alarm inside of conservative America because they're, they, I've been even hearing about conservative Christian churches saying they're willing to lick the floor to show that it's fake, saying they're going to still have church to show that it's fake. This new, the new thing among the far right is to shake hands. That's their sign of owning the libs, shaking hands to show that they don't believe it. Well, go on and shake hands then, people. You're going to get coronavirus. Is he still shaking hands at his briefings? I've missed the very beginning of them. Is he still? They're, doing they're not shaking hands, but they're congregated together in a, all bunched up. And the only person who stands apart is Fauci. Because yeah. he's the only one up there who knows anything. He should be the only one talking. I believe Trump faked his test. I don't think he even took it. Um, Who knows? Really, we'll never know. Never know. You I think can't trust anything they say. I think that, oh God, all those people at Mar-a-Lago, that place should be shut down. How many people tested positive at that place? And it's still, at is it still? No, at least four. The place is like, I mean, I already had bed bug issues. Now it's, all, it's got Mar-a-Lago. So the real, the real issue now is that from a journalistic point of view, I'm supposed to be able to report to people what the president says. And now I'm in a position where I feel like I'm reporting on the president of Russia or Turkey or China or the Saudi Ara or Saudi Arabia. You can't take what this president says at face value. It, 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 when, it, when things come out from the administration, we can't take it at face value. We have to check it because there's nothing that they say that you can just believe on its face. He, he's, I think he's up to 16,400 lies. I can't. You can't believe him. You can't believe him any more than you could believe President Xi of China. And he's been lying about um, coronavirus the whole time. So wait, so let me go back to you and your job at MSNBC. So you're going to be reporting from home this weekend. I will be reporting from home for, for, for the foreseeable future. They're building a little mini set inside the house. Eventually, and eventually it'll be in the basement. So tomorrow and Saturday, it's going to be on the main floor of the house, which I'm not thrilled, but this is what we're going to do. We're going to do what we have to do. But Why then we're gonna move, we're gonna move it to the basement because the basement has its own entrance. It's totally separate from the up the living quarters of the home. That's what we really. That's what I really want is to have it be its own self thing that it's on its own. Yeah, that will be happening. But you will see broadcast from inside Shay Joy this weekend on AM Joy, and then that's what we're gonna be doing until further notice. I love that. I mean, with our show, I don't know because you know we're non-essential. We're not news. Uh, we're lifestyle entertainment. So we've been preempted for news briefings every day because our show comes on at 1130 right. in New York, 1230 in Boston. So that's when those news During briefings. During Trump TV time. That's when it's Trump TV, but also in, in New York, particularly it's it's Cuomo time too. Yeah, Cuomo's been good. So we, you know, we're going to kind of rely on iPhones and Zoom, which we're using now and different things like that to kind of put our show together, which I'm really excited about because I thought I was going to be out of the mix for weeks. And it's nice to kind of, you know, I have three interviews that I'm doing on Monday via Zoom. That's you know, right. with Remember, as a matter of fact, hold on.
Let me switch gears. Have you been watching The Walking Dead? I feel like I'm living in The Walking Dead, but yes, I have been. Do you know that Alpha is dead? I do. And who killed her is like, mind blown. But that he's working with Carol the whole time. It, it, that was the biggest shock that since when Glenn was killed. That was the biggest shock since then. That was a big shock for me. Yeah. And I guess that's their way of kind of explaining everything that was going on with Carol, that she knew that this was happening and she was trying to work, I guess, on her end to try to, you know, make things happen. But I don't know why it took him. He could have killed her when they had sex. He why did they wait? When they was getting a groove on. Why did he just kill her that's then? That's what I'm saying. When Maybe they had he that, wanted to get that booty. He wanted to get that bald booty. He wanted to get a little something, 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 something first. That was gross. Kind of like a spider that, and, and bit her head off after, like the female spiders do. But my, my thing is, why is Beta still alive? Why is this man? <laughs> you saw that. What was that? I had to cough. <laughs> No, 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 just a cold, no, just a cold, just a cold, I'm gonna try not to cough, but it's, I have to cough, I know, it's terrible, this is why I don't want to go to work, I have a cough, but I, I, I am, that's why I'm in my house, you see, look, I got my Vegas shirt on, I'm in the house. That's why I'm not leaving my home. So I'm home. That's what I'm saying. Lean back. Lean back from the screen. Woo! Girl, uh-uh. I thought I, I honestly was sneezing a few days ago, and I was like, oh, shit. Every sneeze. No, I'm serious. I've had a cough and a runny nose. And you can hear me sniffling. Um, and down here, they're like, well, maybe you have You're better than you were, though. Huh? You were really sick, like last week. I was. You were on the and air. I, you were sick last week. I was sniffling and sneezing. I wasn't sneezing, and I haven't. Had, I check my temperature literally every hour. I just haven't. Like, I'm not gonna be checking it right now, but every I have a, a thermometer. I check it every hour, so I have no. I have, so I and because I have just this runny nose and a cough. Four doctors later, they're like, "You, I'm not even eligible to be tested, even though I work in a building where people have had it." I'm not eligible. I can't get the test. I guess I need to go play for the NBA. Uh, listen, or you need to go upstate. Uh, apparently, or go to another country. I asked Doctor. There's a guy named uh, Tom, uh, named uh, Thomas Fair, who's brilliant. He's an epidemiologist. We've been using on the air, and he's brilliant. Great guy. He he dealt. He was the lead on Ebola for the, the Obama administration. He went. This he lived in the Congo, trying to trying to fight back against Ebola. I asked him, I said, would I be, would it be easier for me to get a test by getting on a plane and flying to Kinshasa in the, the, in the Congo? And he said, yes. Wow. He said it would be easier to go to the Congo. I would get tested immediately when I, when I landed. I could do that, land in Kinshasa airport, get tested and get back on a plane to come back home. And it would be at more efficient than waiting to get it in New York or here in Maryland. Have this is the thing that alarms me the most, and this, this was the thing that made me two weeks ago say I'm staying home. This country has no handle on this virus, we don't know what the numbers are. Nope, 
We don't know who has it. We don't know how many people have died from it. If nope. one more person says to me, it's just like the flu. It's just like the flu. Yeah. It is not like the flu. Not like the flu. It is not. If you no. want to say it's like the flu, it's like the flu. And it's like the eight, it's like the 1918 flu. It's like that flu. It that. is like gravely contagious. Yeah. And we don't know how, and and 10 times according to Dr. Fauci as yeah. lethal as the flu. And yeah. we don't even know compared to. I mean, girl, this these are dark days. And when I say that I'm happy that I have watched The Walking Dead because my boyfriend is kind of like, oh, calm down. My mother's like, calm down. I'm like, no, nope. we got to prepare. My sister, yeah. my sister Holly is talking about, she called me today. She said, um, a friend of mine is talking about having dinner at his house with another, like uh, three of them. She said, yeah. and the two other people have been kind of like on self-quarantine for two weeks. So she's like, the three of us are going to get together and have dinner. I said, no. No. Yeah. No, because no. I said to my, yeah, and my sister who just went to get her nails done at, and let me just say this: the salon she goes to is not a full salon; it is one woman who takes one customer at a time. Okay, but I said, and and so she said the woman is very sanitary. It's not like a what you would but imagine. Is that essential right now? Is it essential to get your nails done right now? Really? So I don't think I don't think so. But my sister is more hard headed than I am, if you can imagine. But she is like, <laughs> she is like, so she went to get her nails done. And I said, now imagine if your friends, your two friends are also out there doing things that you don't know about and interacting with people in ways where they don't think is a big deal. I mean, I said, you don't know if you got something from your nail tech. Right. And they don't know. I said, y'all are all coming together, have dinner where you're, you know, it's an intimate situation. Y'all not going to be having an orgy, but you're sharing food and touching things and everything. And I said, I think it's a really bad idea, really yeah. bad idea. But my sister will probably go ahead and do it. That's but this insane. is what's happening around, across the country. People are making bad decisions yep. in little ways because they're like, eh, what difference is it going to make? What is it going to hurt if I go to the beach? right? For one day. What difference is it, is it going to make if I have a meeting with, you know, there were certain Greek organizations that have people, men and women online who were still meeting. I was like, y'all need to bust that up. That needs stop. to stop. Churches, churches, churches. stop, stop, stop. My former church, I'm not going to name it, in Miami that I was a member of still was meeting as of last weekend. Stop, stop, stop. Just do it online. Send out a message from the pastor. Text that to every single member. Girl. Email it to every Go on Facebook Live. You don't have to have church. I know Easter's coming up. You can't do it. Don't Ooh, what do we it. What we going to do about Easter? Nothing. I don't have anything else to wear. One less thing to fit you. One less hat to buy. One less hat to the house. I tell on. you what we go... People, you know, Easter services are going to be happening. You know, they are. you know, they are. but I say, if your pastor is one who is keeping church services going, then you need to question whether or not the pastor that you need to be following. Correct. Because, because are they doing, because this, tell, just say that change churches because you say, if, if you, if the pastor loves the congregation, they will shut that service down. Girl, who is shut the service down? 
girl, it is a man. I'm looking at my windows, a man walking. He looks like a zombie. I'm, I just, I'm just like the way. Listen, people laugh at us, Jackie, but Walking Dead is the best research for this pandemic or any pandemic because all Walking Dead is, is a metaphor for the, for social breakdown during a pandemic. It's about a virus that spreads. Anyone can get it. It spreads very easily. It spreads very quickly. It rapidly overtakes government. It yeah. overtakes law enforcement and the healthcare system. Remember how it starts. Rick wakes up in a hospital and the hospital has been overrun. So the first thing to fall are the hospitals. Yeah. Next thing to go are law enforcement. What was Rick's job? He's a cop. He was law a enforcement breaks down. He's a sheriff. The CDC breaks down in The Walking Dead by season two. It's about the spread of social disorder during a pandemic. We, I think if you're watching shows like that, it's not that you're crazy and we love it as entertainment, but think about the yeah. real, you don't suffer in that breakdown. So what do you need in a situation like that? You need to know how to feed yourself. You need to know how to grow food if you need to grow food. You, you need to know how to protect yourself and protect your family. You need to have enough supplies for yourself and those you love in access. You need to know how to move and get around. Do you know how to drive? I'm making my adult children learn to drive. While they're here on convalescence, they will be drivers. Need, before, they need the to have lessons every no day to learn how to drive. Every day. Because ma'am, learning how to drive, learning how, knowing how to drive, knowing how to swim are two essential things yes. that every human being, once they reach a certain age, should know how to do. And if how to grow young, food. How to grow, my mom taught me how to grow food. As a kid, we had a garden. We were out yeah, there with my mother every week. I in Georgia in elementary school how to grow yep. food. And you they know, don't do that in schools anymore. Schools don't, schools don't do that. It's not hard. Gotta, it's not hard. You got to learn how to grow food, drive, basics, basics. Listen, I say my advice to everybody, you know, wait, hold on. My advice as a doctor to everybody is prepare for two months of your life being shut down. Yes. So what food would you have? What supplies would you have? Doesn't mean going places and hoarding. We're not there yet to hoard things and fight people in stores, but just, you know, they're still, Amazon is still functioning. Order some things. Maybe they won't deliver it as fast as they used to, but eventually it'll be there. You know, order some things, go to stores, go to dollar stores, go to, you know, get your supplies ready. If you don't have two months full of, of toilet paper, washcloths. You know, how are you going to wash? Do you have dishwashing liquid? Do you have, you know, you need to plan, you know, you need non-perishable foods, not the ones with a lot of sodiums. Right. What you can do is cook a lot of fre uh, fresh vegetables, cook them and freeze them. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Scan them. Scan it. Cut up a pineapple and freeze it. Cut up some apples and freeze them. You know, you want to watch out for, for the sodium and things like that. But it's like you need to prepare because what did they say, Joanne? Hey, for the next two weeks, all grocery stores are going to be closed just right. so we can replenish. Yeah. Then what? In that situation. And that shit can happen tomorrow. It can happen tomorrow. Come and on. you need to be prepared. And the most important thing, I think, of all, don't be like the fear of the walking dead people. Don't think this, can, this can't be happening. It yeah. can be happening. And, the, and don't count on the federal government because it's broken. And the federal government is not going to help you because it's in the hands of a reality TV show actor. He does not know how to be president. He doesn't, he's in a way over his head. All the experts are gone. Fauci does not work for the government. 
He works for the National Institutes of Health. He doesn't work for Trump. Trump has no one left who is competent or capable. All that's left are the sycophants. And if Fauci goes, God help us. I'm if following God help us. I hope Fauci, though his days with the Trump administration are numbered. He's not in the administration. The only reason they can't no, do anything is working. What, what I well, mean is, if he, if he stops, girl, if he stops, then I'm going to start looking for tickets to Ghana. If he goes away, Ghana might be an option. Girl, they, let me tell you. You can get tested in Ghana. These are dark days. Mm hmm. Dark, dark days. Listen. Well, listen, we and know that we will be here for you all. Uh, if you guys uh, are stressed out, we're going to try to be here with our glasses. Yeah, try to uplift you. Let me tell everybody and you too. Um, one thing that can be very soothing to the soul and help ease anxiety and stress is music for so many of us. And DJ Nice is doing live uh, parties on Instagram. If you go to D, go to D Nice real quick on your Instagram and go to his live. When I tell you, this dude is keeping it grown and freaking sexy. He did nine hours yesterday, DJ. And when I tell you, everybody from Lena Waithe to um, um, I, there's so many celebrities in there. This guy is killing it. Yep. All right, D-Nice. Let me go to that. Join me and rock together. Seriously, let's do it. Listen. Are you serious? You, you I'm very serious. This is I what I'm doing. I got all on deck, so I'm, I'm all with D-Nice. He is, like, doing the, the best. <laughs> Listen. Wait. Hey, wait, isn't, um... What's his name is doing it too? We're Who? just ordinary people. Oh, uh, no, no. no I, I love John Legend. John Le he's doing it too. D-Nice is killing it with, like, girl, you feel like you're on the dance floor. And I know how you and Jason Ross go to D-Nice. Go to D-Nice on social media, y'all. This dude is killing it. Take your time. Come on, baby. Girl, because he's keeping it old school. Yes. All right. Those are awesome, good music. Cover it, yeah. you know, like follow good musicians. Try yeah. to do things that are fun. Do like Broadway online. Yes. Classes online that are now for free. Yeah. Art class online. You can take read books that are free. All the books it's you thought you didn't have time to read. Now you have time. You can read I them. Know. Watch your favorite shows and series. And, oh, there's so many good ones. Have you have you been watching Little Fires Everywhere with no. um, Carrie Washington and um, oh, what's her name from Big Little Lies? Uh, it's on Hulu. Little okay. Fires Everywhere. It deals with race and these two women from two different sides of the world. You have to watch Little Fires. Okay. It I'll is so. I, right now, I'm caught up in season two of um, whatchamacallit with the robots that come alive. The robots who become oh, self Westworld. Westworld. So I'm, West I'm in season two because I, I watched it before, but I forgot everything. So before I get to season three, I'm binge watching season two. So that's yep, a good one. Me off because they made us wait so long in between yeah. seasons. That's why I forgot everything. I couldn't remember anything. So I had to go back and rewatch season two because I didn't remember anything. Let me tell you what's good. 
on network TV. SWAT, which with um, Shamar Moore on CBS. Okay. So good. But so is Bob Hart's Abishola. You remember we had one of the stars. Yes, we had one of the actors on. Yes. So in the neighborhood, so funny, so funny. Um, it, there's so many great things on TV. God friended me is one thing that I got behind on, but I've been right. binging. It's not a show, but it's a feel good mm -hmm. show, and Papa Pope is part of it. You will love this show because it's a sense of family. It is so good. God friended me. I highly recommend and it. And you can also you watch Baby God. Yoda if you get Disney Plus. Uh, that, that's Mandalorian. Right. Mandalorian. I have not watched that yet. But so you know good. what else is good? High Fidelity. Also, is it on Netflix with Zoe Kravitz? Okay. Um, is really good. Really well, good. And if you're like me and you like the you like uh fantasy stuff, The Witcher, which basically is Shrek. <laughs> what is that? I haven't it's watched basically it. Shrek. It's Shrek. It's Shrek. It's got a it's a grumpy witcher and he's got a What's bard a who's basically donkey. <laughs> What's a witcher? A witcher is like he's like a um he's like a bounty hunter. And so he's going through and he's trying to save a princess. I mean, it really is the story of Sh it's Shrek, but with a human Shrek. But it's, uh, well, he's semi-human. He's like a sort of magically bounty hunter human. And it's, uh, it stars fine Superman. You don't remember, no, no actors' names, but you know the fine Superman? The British Superman? Girl, he's it was so good. Huh? Do you know what's his name from um, Twilight is going to be the next Superman? Batman. No, he's going to be oh, Batman. Batman. Yes, I'm I am here for it, and I think Zoe Kravitz is going to be Catwoman. I'm here for this. A yes, black Catwoman, black Catwoman. I'm all here for this. You I love. love I'm one of the few adult grown people who love that movie. At least the first one, the first vampire one, I thought was quite good. He is Twilight. Twilight. I liked it. I enjoyed Twilight. Wait, the first wait, 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 wait. How do we not know this about each other, girl? I am a Twilight. I love Twilight. I like love every movie. Breaking, but my favorite is Breaking Dawn. When, when they have that fight, when they have the baby. Breaking Dawn. Is that when he has a baby? Dawn, when they fight with the old vampires oh, from like yes, the I'm here, here for it. Yes. The father's yes. Face and, everything. and then yes. it all turns out to be a dream. Girl, I watch I it every time. This. Oh my God. I did, I, I'm a because you know what we adult people who are into Twilight are like closeted because we don't want people to know because it's like embarrassing. But I love it. I love Twilight. When I tell you, me and my shipmates, my line sisters, who were my front and my back, because I was in the middle, right. we went to every Twilight movie together when it opened. And when I tell you, when we were in the second Breaking Dawn, and you know they had the big fight scene. Right. We were in. Screaming! <laughs> I love Twilight, and Girl. so I'm excited about him being um Batman because I Batman. love the idea of reconfiguring it as a young Batman. I'm also excited now that I believe there will be a sequel to Joker, so it looks like they're now gonna make. A, they remember they weren't gonna make one. I love that Joker. I thought it was an awesome Joker. Don't make that face. I loved oh. it. Joker was good. I'm just so over. Uh, even though I love Joaquin Phoenix, you know I love it him. It was as so a good. An animal advocate and everything he stands for. So if he's a part of it, then I'm all for it. But this whole he will be Joker. So just to, to because I don't know anybody's name. This is why I can't be in the entertainment space because I suck at remembering people's names. Henry Cavill, fine Superman, is the Witcher. 
So you want to watch it just because oh. of that. Maybe yeah. I'll start watching that because I've really been, you know, and let me just say this for those who are in fashion, this season of Project Runway has been so good. Oh, is it good? I've missed a few seasons. Kind of like that you don't have to overthink about. Yeah. Start from the beginning of this season. It's really good. And our friend Elaine Wentworth is, is a judge on there and she is very present. It starts off very diverse and there's diversity in different ways in it. Yeah. So I really like it. So Project Runway, I'm about well, to Netflix watch. Is it on now? It went off Bravo. It's oh, also it's back on Bravo. Back on Bravo. Okay, it's good. Really I stopped good. watching it when it went off Bravo. So all right, I'll check it out. I love Project it, Runway. It's back on and it's really good. It's really good. And All Rise is another show that's on CBS. CBS has a lot of really good family-friendly, well-written shows like The Neighborhood. And I said before, Godfriended Me and Bob Hart's Abishola. Bench those from the beginning. Those are feel good. You know, you need kind of like feel good family shows right now. And sci-fi, I mean, there's a lot of great sci-fi stuff out there. A lot of great action. Not know the new Spencer movie with Mark Wahlberg. Have you heard about that on Netflix? No. Was supposed to be like a remake of Spencer for Hire. Remember Spencer for Hire and the Black that was on there? That's a whole I did not get that. But the dude who played on Black Panther, who was the guy who was like the king of the other tribe, not the king, but the leader of the other tribe, that they were like, who? Yeah. Like, he's on the Spencer for Hire playing, well, the new Spencer movie on Netflix playing Hawk. Okay. So I, I know the of this stuff, but it's, oh, <laughs> Nina's texting us, nine minutes left. <laughs> oh, we, we got it, we're almost ready to go. Okay, yes, no, Um, I'm trying to remember the name of Black Panther, the other tribe, Something Duke. Winston Duke is his name. Yes. Winston Duke. Winston yeah, Duke. He's West Indian. And you can hear that accent come out uh, whenever he's acting. He, was he, was in us. he played Mbaku. Yes. Yeah. He is on. Watch that on Netflix. It is so good. So many great things to watch out there. I'm going to, you know, I think I'm going to do a rundown on my social media. Things you should. Binge- Ideas and stuff to do. And I'm getting, I have a whole bunch of books here. Um, I got, um, a, a, for the, for Christmas, I got Prince, the beautiful ones and some other Prince books because, you know, I love Prince. So I'm going to read that stuff. There's a lot of books. I'm trying not to read too many books that are going to be depressing. I have a book called Our Failing Constitution in front of me. I'm looking at just what I have over there. Um, but yeah, reading books is another one that if you love to do or get some audio books, get some Deepak Chopra, <laughs> you know, if you need to calm down. Super this- Soul Sunday is good to lean into right now. Super yeah. Soul Sunday podcast now with Oprah Winfrey. Um, and also it's on demand. Good, good stuff. Good, good stuff. Okay. Um, with so a lot of good stuff, but I guess we'll wrap it up here, cousins. Good yeah. to see you. I'm going to be broadcasting from home. I know I have been harassing yes. you to stop going into work. I, so I have I'm, given up on going in. I will not be going, setting foot into my job space. And I've encouraged our friend Hank to also stay in Vermont, work from home. Everyone in our team is working from home to the extent uh, possible. So we're minimizing uh, the number of people showing up at work. And we're really trying to work it as much as we can to, you know, we're just hoping that it doesn't last too long because our hair and makeup teams that are freelance, they're going to be hurting without those checks. You know, we want our crew who are freelance to be working. And so when we don't go in, keep in mind that, you know, crew people and hair and makeup people are out of work. So we're hoping this doesn't last too long, but in the meantime, safety first. So stay home, do your thing. Well, the flip side of that is when they do go in, 
that they're being put at risk because chances are, you know, those of us who are hosts, we have more yeah. options. You know, we make a little bit of money, yeah. but when you, you are not that, when you're not the host and you have to come in to be support yeah. of the show, you're then you're writing publication more than likely and you're putting those people at risk. That's right. So a lot of times staying at home, even if it's for a short amount of time, I wish the whole country would go on lockdown for just two weeks. Two weeks. And I but we can- if, if we're going to do it, I think we need two things. If the country would go on lockdown for two weeks and then they would grid the country out and test everybody. I the more everybody tests you do, the better. Yeah. yeah. We need I, the tests. We should just run for president. We should just like, you know, be on the advisory council for coronavirus. Yeah. We need to I mean, it's not even house. that complicated. It's literally shut the country down and test everybody. It's not There's Trump too is making it too hard. Politics involved right. in the decisions. Yeah. That's the problem. He's making it too we hard. Yeah. I agree. And Trump and Republicans are making it too complicated. It's a three-step, four-part. Lock everything down, test everybody, commandeer every manufacturing entity, whether they make cars or rotor rooters or whatever they make to all make ventilators and masks. And number four, number four, um, pay everybody. Write checks, uh, cut checks yeah. to small businesses and individuals so people can eat. Well, That's it. It's real. That, and number, number four or five or six, I don't know where you are, but it's like cut off the obligation to pay utilities and bills, any bills that are due, you know, any lease. Spend your money on right now are essentials. That's yeah. I'm glad that that the government decided to extend taxes for people. You know, now it's not April 15th, it's July 15th or something like that. I'm glad they that that's and, every, and everything should be, you know, everything that's a bill should be locked down and you don't, oh, don't cut people's water off. Don't cut people's heat off. Suspend everything, put everything, stall, everything freezes. Like we're all freeze. Like when you play the freeze game, freeze everything right now. And please don't be pushing loans on small businesses and don't let them come out of this whole mess deep in debt. Yeah. That is our advice to the officials. Not that they'll listen to us, but there it is. There it is. Listen, what are you doing tonight? Because I know you don't have to work. What are you doing to self-care? I will be bit well, uh, the, the so Jason just coming in trying to talk while we on a podcast. Hi, they got jerk chicken ready. So we got so we've got food. You know, I know y'all don't eat chicken, but you you know, on the on the non-chicken eating side. I'm gonna go let him know that the jerk chicken could hug him, so he really shouldn't eat it. Um you could have hugged them. You could have had that hug. Um, but what I'm going to be doing tonight is I, oh, last night, by the way, I had lovely, delicious bean burritos made with all sorts of delicious vegetables and, and they were quite good. So I was very, yeah, I've been very good on my, not on my vegetarianism. So the animals I've been of very, the world. Thank you. As a representative of the animals of the world, we thank you. I, I've been, I've been very faithful, but um so that's what we're doing i'm gonna be basically watching tv i'm episode eight of season two i'm gonna try to get all the way through season two so i can watch the premiere of season three uh and then i'm gonna look into some other netflix stuff because i'm off tonight all i'm doing is relaxing i have a show tomorrow morning so i want to be in bed a little early because i got to get up and do am joy tomorrow we'll be watching you well let me what are you up to girl well, let me quickly say a goodbye because I think we're going to get cut off. Yes, yes, we need to go. <laughs> so 
at 530 and it's 529. Time to go. Thanks for joining us on Read This, Read That. We love you. Stay safe. Social distancing. Be good. Bye.